We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. Everything on earth was actually created by the Word. Hallelujah. The Word has power, so much potency, such that nothing resists the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I did say to us that God's Word God's word is as wonderful, I mean, God is as wonderful as his word, and his word is as wonderful as himself. Hallelujah. You cannot, you know, separate God's word, you know, from God. Both of them are inseparable because the word itself is God, according to John chapter number one. So this morning, we'll proceed with this with wonders of the word, part two. And my focus is actually to take us through this morning, how you can provoke the word to produce in wonders in your life. How to provoke the word to produce in wonders in your life. How to provoke the word to produce in wonders in your life. When we say the word of the Lord that there is, that there is wonders or there are wonders in God's word. It just would not happen just because you just read the scripture. There are certain things that will cause the word to begin to produce in wonders in your life. Because that's actually what you want to see happen to you. And that's actually what I desire, you know, that you see happen to you. That through God's word, you can stay on the word and you can testify as a result of the wondrous things, you know, that the word of the Lord has done in your life. There are a couple of things that man can do or put together that can help man, you know, to provoke or activate, you know, the word to beginning to produce wonders in his life. But my focus this morning is actually on the force of faith. Glory to Jesus. I'm of the opinion that a teaching on the word is not complete except it is married by faith. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter number 10, verse number 17, Paul speaking to the church in Rome said to them, he says, the word that, 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 that um, faith therefore comes, you know, by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of the Lord. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes, you know, by the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So when you take a look at this, you'd understand, you know, the power and the potency of faith. Glory to God. In Hebrews chapter number 11 from verse number 1. Can we see Hebrews chapter number 11 from verse number 1? Hebrews chapter number 11 from verse number 1. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bible speaking in Hebrews 11 from verse number 1 gave us a definition of faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what the scripture describes, you know, faith as. But in verse number two, it says, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By what? By faith. By faith, the elders, they obtained a good testimony. And if you read further down in verse number three, he then began to explain to you all the incredible things, you know, that happened as a result, you know, of the exercise of faith by these people. In verse number three, he says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. 
In other words, you were not there when God created heaven and earth. But you read it in the scripture and you believed that for truth. That was exactly what happened. It took faith for you to be able to believe that. It took faith for you to be able to believe that. I want us to see all the translations of the book of Hebrews chapter number 11 from verse number 1. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse number 1. Let's see how all the you know, versions of the Bible put it. In Amplified Version, it says, Now faith is the assurance, the tie to deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. That is, the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fast as what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Glory to Jesus. NLT Version says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So for example, you're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. You do not have the baby in your hand right now, but you've got faith. What the scripture is simply saying to us is that the proof, the reality that you have the baby is the faith that you have. Glory to Jesus. You want a job right now, you do not have a job. But you've got faith in the Lord that the Lord will not abandon you. The Lord is not going to leave you. That the Lord is able to provide a job for you. The mere fact that you believe that the Lord is able to do that is the reality that you've got the job. Okay. You want to get married. Now maybe guys are not even looking your way or babes are not looking your way. Right? But you believe that marital settlement is your lot. That the Lord is able to settle you maritally. And that you will not miss it maritally. The mere fact that you believe in that, uh, that is the substance, that's the evidence, you know, the assurance of your desire to actually get married. Don't forget, when we took the teaching series on prayer, I told us according to the word of the Lord in the book of James chapter number 5, that a man does not receive that which he prayed for when that thing materializes in the physical realm. You re as a believer, you receive answers to your prayer request at the point of praying. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can I see message translation? What does the message translation say concerning this? Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Provoking the word to produce in wonders in your life. The message says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It is a handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, sets them above the crowd because they walked with the Lord by faith. So the wonders you find, you found, you know, recorded in the scripture, those wonders, you know, were recorded because those men chose to hold God by his word. The word provoked and produced wonders in their lives simply because they held God, you know, to his word. Bible records in the book of Genesis concerning Abraham, you know, Ishmael and the servant. When the Lord asked him to go sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Sorry. Bible specifically says, your only begotten son. And they kept on walking. They kept on walking. And at some point, Isaac said to the father, say, oh, I can see the wood. You even placed it on my head. 
I can see every other thing, but I cannot see the lamb. Where is the animal to be used to produce this sacrifice unto God? Because in those days, the custom, you know, in sacrifice, in making sacrifice unto God, is that you go get very clean, solid, you know, without blemish, animal. And you use that as an offering unto God. Glory to Jesus. But right now, Jesus came. <laughs> so there is no need to kill any animal for anything anymore. But that's not the point where I'm going to this morning. The point I'm trying to establish in this is that eventually when Isaac, I mean, um, um, Abraham said to the son, I mean, the, the son, rather, Isaac asked the father, so where is the animal? He gave a response. He says, in the mountain of the Lord, the Lord shall provide for himself. In the mountain of the Lord, the Lord shall provide for himself. The Lord shall provide for himself. If you begin to study the book of Ephesians, you would see, you would understand the, 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 the intricacies or the things that happen in between the sacrifice being made, you know, and, and, and the statements that Abraham made. Bible records, Paul says that Abraham knew that God was the one who requested for the sacrifice. And if he requested for it, he's going to make it available for himself. And that was exactly what Jesus, this is what God did for them. So faith has the capacity to produce in wonders in the life of a believer. You've got no faith, you've got no wonders. The word can't produce anything. The word will not be able to produce anything in your life. Isn't it ironic, you know, that some who even call themselves believers. Many times you say to yourself you have faith, but you actually don't have faith. Listen to me very carefully this morning. Faith has no options. Faith does not rely on alternatives. Lord, you know, I'm due to be married. This is September 2021. I thought that you were going to bring the man my way this year, but it's not happening. But I must, you know, by fire, by thunder, walk down the aisle before December 31st, 2021. If you don't send the man my way, my friend's husband who's been looking at my side, I'm just going to say yes to him, man. And we'll all run away. That's not faith. Lord, you know, I need a job. But if you don't give me the job, I know what to do with my body. Because man, you know, shall not live by bread alone. And there are bills to pay. You've got no faith. The moment you begin to have alternatives, you become faithless. Bible says, the one who comes to God, not believing that he can receive from God, he says, is like an unstable ocean. He says, let no man think that he can receive anything from God. You see, the word of faith or the, the force of faith is so compelling such that if a believer will hold on to it, it will produce tangible results in the life of the believer. The moment alternatives or an option comes into play, you are no longer faith in it. That means you become like an unstable sea, unstable ocean. Don't think you can receive anything from the Lord. The word has the capacity to produce in wonders in the life of believers. 
but the believer must choose to stand firm on the word. So then, many think that they have faith, but what they're actually exercising is not actually faith. Because you think you believe, but in actual fact, you don't believe. You believe in your head, not in your heart. You say yes and amen in church. When you step out of church, you begin to do something else. It's a proof of faithlessness. So for the purpose of this teaching this morning, let me help us a little bit to understand what faith is not. Listen, faith is not in thinking. You don't think God is going to do it and say you have faith. Faith is not in thinking. Faith is in acting. Glory to Jesus. Faith is not a moment. Faith is not a feeling. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is not a cloth you wear. Faith is who you are. Faith is, the, is, is, the, is, is your skin, the color of your skin or the, the very skin of your body itself. Faith is the believer's currency to receiving anything from the Father. That's what faith is. The believer's currency to receiving anything from the Father. Glory to God. Bible says the just, they shall live by faith. They shall live by faith. The just, they shall live by faith. Faith is not a would have. Faith is a must have. And you see, it's so, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. There is this song that says, It's so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust him by his word. It's so sweet to trust. You see, that was why I could say to you all, when I began this series, you know, uh, the first session I took, Intimacy Through the Word, I said to you that the word becomes real to me. You see, because the moment, for me, it is for me not to see it. The moment I can find it, I've seen it in the world, nothing would make me to change my mind on it. Everything, Bible says, everything may pass away. It says the flower fades. Seasons will go. The seasons will come. At some point, nothing will remain anymore. But the word of the Lord remains sure forever. Faith is not a, 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 a would have. It's a must have. A believer can achieve nothing without faith. Do you know that one of the reasons why you don't get results for your prayers is simply because, you know, your, your prayer is not mixed with faith. Bible says in that Hebrews chapter number 11 from verse number 1, it says the elders of old, huh, they obtained promises as a result of faith. Glory to Jesus. Faith is not in thinking. Faith is in speaking. You don't think it. 
You don't think it. Okay, for example, you desire to get married. You're not always thinking. No, that's not faith. The force of faith responds to words. Faith is not in thinking. It is in confessing. Faith is not for meditation. You don't meditate on faith. Abraham did not meditate. You meditate on the word to produce faith in you, to see up faith in your heart, in your spirit. The moment faith is stirred up, the next thing for you is to open your mouth and begin to confess it and begin to say it and begin to confess it and begin to say, why do you think we take confessions as a ministry in Sunday services? So you hear the word to build up faith in your spirit. The moment faith is built up, the next thing for you to begin to do is to confess it. As you are confessing, you are then putting actions into it. You are working it out. Okay, I taught you before, any faith that makes God absolutely responsible for that which you desire is an irresponsible faith. There would always be your part and there would always be God's part. You know the beautiful thing about that deal? You can be certain that he is never going to fail on his own part. You can be certain that he's going to make good on his own promise. How did you believe that Jesus is Lord? How did you believe that you are truly saved, if not through faith? Provoking the word to produce in wonders in your life. Faith is taking God at his word you see this is why meditation is extremely very good for a believer or what you may want to also call contemplation i talked about this two sundays ago brother larry shared it again last week sunday you cannot overemphasize it i taught you repeatedly as a church i'm of the opinion that part time a believer uh, must have a word or words in the scripture that they are meditating on, that they are chewing on. Okay, you all remember on Wednesday, I took you Biblio, a continuation of the book of Acts. And that scripture, after Paul and then Barnabas, you know, healed the guy, you know, the, the little baby. And the people, you know, gather themselves together and say, ah, <laughs> Finally, the gods have come to us in the likeness of men. Do you know that verse has not left me? It hasn't left me. Since Wednesday, I've just been ruminating over it. The gods have come to us in the likeness of men. And like I taught you about meditation, the more you meditate, the more you chew. The more nutrients you get from meat. You see, like a meat, uh, like, a, like a meat, uh, when you chew a meat, you're chewing a meat. After a while, you would chew out the sauce, right? The sweetness, right? At some point, okay, don't let's say meat. Let's say chewing gum, right? Some of you chew gum, right? Okay, now, when you chew a gum, you begin to chew and all the sweetness, all the nutrients, you begin to chew all of all those things. Huh? But at some point, you will realize that it's only the gum you're chewing. There is no longer sweetness or anything in it. But you see, the word of the Lord is not like that. The word of the Lord is not like that. It doesn't matter how long and how much a believer chews on it. The nutrient will still be there. 
No, you didn't get it. Come on, celebrate Jesus this morning. So you chew a gum, you chew on a gum, and at some point, the flavor is gone. But for the word, the reverse is the case. When you begin, okay, now, glory to Jesus. You know, for a gum, the moment you put it in your mouth, the flavor comes out. And, you know, and that's it. And after a while, the flavor is gone. You know what the word does? The flavor does not come out all at once. It is the more you chew, the more flavor you get. You catch that? The more you chew, ah, the more flavor you get. Chew this word. Chew it. Colossians chapter number 3, verse number 6 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, I have been saved, rescued, delivered, countless thanks, based on my hold on God's word. This word I'm talking about is not just the written word. Prophecies declared over your life. I've shared countless times how when we were planning to immigrate over here and things were not working, they were not looking like it, and I was getting to a level where I was getting frustrated. I remember what the Lord said to me through one of my spiritual fathers, Prophet Matthew. He said he was driving. I called him and he said he was driving. He said the Lord asked him to look up. He looked up and he saw a billboard, a big billboard. It lives in Chicago, U.S. I was in Nigeria then. You know, all these billboards you see, you know, on the road. And he said, on the board, the, Lord, the, the roads available. You know how, you know, you have these billboards that are open for vacancy? They're not available. He said, the Lord asked me to say to you, that city, that land is available for you. So when things came and they were not looking like it, I remember that. I taught you as a church. The word of God, the word from a genuine servant of God, um, carries the same potency as the written word. It is the more you chew on the word, the more flavor you get. That's why I love it. And I taught you. So you wake up in the morning, you do your devotion, and you're going to work. It is possible that before 12 noon, you would have forgotten what you read. Who does that happen to sometimes? Oh, I thought you wouldn't raise up your hand. Because me, your pastor, it happens to me. So I sit myself down and say, Holy Spirit, what was it that I read? What was it that I read? What was it that... Many times I'm able to remember. If I cannot remember, I have my phone with me. I'll check it. Because... I need to keep that word. It's called word for the day. It's to carry you through the end, all through that day, all through the day. So as you continue to journey, you begin to think on that word. You begin to meditate on it. So meditation produces faith. The moment faith is produced, the next level is confessions. Come and celebrate Jesus if you will. Faith is taking God at his word. You know, many times, the subject of faith has been made to become super complex. And you see, sincerely, in my little walk with the Lord, I can tell you that there is nothing complex about it. It is just for you saying, Lord, you said it to me through the mouth of your servant, and I'm holding on to it. And you speak to your spirit, soul, and body to conform to holding on to the same virtue. Then you shut your sense organs against anything contrary. See, I'd rather, you know, hold on to the word and not see the manifestation of the things I'm holding on to than not hold on to God's word. 
I'd rather, Bible says that because Abraham believed that it, it was accounted unto him for righteousness. One of the things many of you don't know is that your faith, your ability to hold God by his word uh, is a testament of your righteousness in Christ Jesus. Because the faith you have in Jesus, it's actually what makes you righteous. So many times, okay, take, take for example, the ark. This is a huge project. Many times I think, and I'm wondering, Lord, how is it going to happen? You know what my spirit, what the spirit of the Lord reminds me of? There are much more, more 1,001 other the ark that I've taken you through in life. If I take you through those, I'm able to take you through this one. So what are you trusting God for? What is it going on in your life that you require the word to produce wonders in your life for? Did you hear the Oyedele's testimony? Okay, now. What, one of the things you perhaps would not know with that testimony was that that testimony, God used it uh, to test me. It was in a recharge service. And I was ministering and began to give a word of prophecy. I don't know what led me, you know, to look at his side. And the Lord just said, tell him that that house is gotten. See, I think you guys took possession maybe about four weeks ago. That prophecy was given when? About two, three months ago? Or even more than, right? Like when? Media. April. April. But you know what God did? You know, in that prophecy, I'd given a time frame. I think 15 days or three weeks. So they swung into action. To the glory of God for their lives, they didn't have everything needed to actualize that. Then they began to scout. They saw this one, and I'd say, No, I don't think it is this one. Yet, three weeks is reducing day after day, and the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So then, I began to ask, in fact, somebody said to me, but, say, but you were the one who gave them the word. I said, yes. The Lord told me and I said it. Whether it happens or it does not happen, it's no longer my business. <laughs> you see, walking with God is, uh, uh, Job, Job, the, 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 the peril Job fell into was because he, he overhyped his integrity above the message God has given him. A prophet has no integrity to, to hold on to. No. No integrity to. So, day after day, three weeks was becoming few days. To cut the long story short, before the expiration, maybe two days to three weeks or the day three weeks, was when they signed the deal for their home. So, what the word of prophecy that came forth to this family did was, the spirit went into action to begin to order things to begin to conform. Glory to Jesus. The house, the house, brand new. Brand new, built from scratch. Because the word of the Lord says, say, the world has the capacity to produce in wonders in believers' life. If believers would learn to hold on to the word. So what are you trusting God for? What have you found in the scripture? Is it healing in your body? You don't have to think too, 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 um, twice. You don't have to think too much. You see, the problem with most believers is you are trusting God for healing in your body. It appears as though that is not working. 
you trusted God for a job and the same God blessed you with a job oh see the Lord's testimonies they are transferable if he has done it in respect to one issue he will do it again in another one he is the same God he changes now come on now you didn't pray for the job but he gave you the job now you are trusting him for a child it's the same God did it and he's still alive he's not dead but you must be able to hold on faith is holding God by his word the integrity of his word to know him fully well that everything he's able he said is able to perform let's bring the service to a close this morning very quickly and see the book of Romans number 4 verses 18 to 22 Romans chapter number 4 verses 18 to 22 I think brother Oken deliberately just wants to roast me in this service this morning how many of you feel roasted already no I can't be the only one being roasted amen I even saw him even him he was fanning himself can you imagine he was on guitar and he was blowing fan Romans 4 18 to 22 Romans chapter number 4 verses 18 to 22 when the eyes of my understanding was open to this scripture it simplified you know the subject of faith for me take a look at the scripture at the screen bible says this was speaking about abraham it says who contrary to hope you know what contrary to hope means against all hope in other words all mental scientific combination and permutations who, contrary to hope, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Now, 19. And not being weak in faith. You see that? And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, even though it's already dead. Bible says since he was about a hundred years old, he also did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Bible says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Do you know that each time the word goes forth and you choose not to believe or you act contrary to what the word says, do you know the devil rejoices? He says he did not waver the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God. 21 says, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, can you see it? That's how to provoke wonders. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. That which he has promised, he's also able to perform. What has he promised to you? That which he has promised, he was also able to perform. 22 now. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Why? Because he believed. Faith is a force that every believer needs to thrive on earth. I taught us through, during the course of this teaching series too. There is nothing going on in your life right now or something that you desire that there are no corresponding words in the bible for your responsibility is to spool them out stir up your faith 
by meditating and chewing on the word and begin to confess it. Then somebody would go, oh yeah, the pastor I've been believing and it does not appear as though anything is happening to me. How long am I going to hold on to the word for? Listen to me. You hold on to the word, continue to confess the word until your eyes begin to see what your mouth is confessing. See, it pays you to confess it to the grave and not see the actualization of that thing. Huh? That shuts your mouth and see the actualization. How many of you have felt so pity? It has happened to me before too. You felt so pity in yourself such that you trusted God for something and the Spirit is asking you to push in more, exercise faith more, but you kept on doubting. Eventually God did it. How many of you have felt that way before? And I will now say, ah, I should have just trusted God more. <laughs> See, that's how faithful our God is. The Psalm chapter number 23 says, it says, for his name's sake. So many of the benefits, many of the goodies, many of the things we are experiencing, we are actually experiencing them for the sake of the name of the Lord. Because the Lord knows we are named by his name. And he cannot allow himself to see shame. Not necessarily because we are exercising faith as much we should exercise them. And I will now go, ah, Lord, and you told me about this. Ah, I should have just exercised them. So I'll say to myself, next time, I'm going full throttle. The next time, I want to go full throttle. And at some other time, I said, mm. but eventually, most of the times, the Lord still does it. The bottom line is that to walk and live victoriously on earth, you've got to have faith. It's not complex. It's not complex. It is for you saying, Lord, I've seen it in your word. I'm holding on to it. There is nothing complex about it. It is for you remembering that which he has done before and telling him, Lord, you did this one too. Please come and do this one also. You, you can do it. You can do it. That's how wonders are produced through the word. Rise up on your feet this morning. <coughs> All eyes closed and all eyes bowed. All eyes closed and all eyes bowed. In lofty heights, we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. So you're under the sound of my voice. You've not accepted the Lordship of Jesus. Or you once did and you went back into the world. And you like to say these prayers after me. Would you please say, Dear Father, I thank you for your word that has gone forth to me this morning. I repent of my sins. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died and you rose again. Please save me. Make me yours forever. Fill me with your spirit. Saturate my heart with your love. Keep me in your warm embrace from this moment and even forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you celebrate Jesus this moment? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.